Hey there, it's me, Stephen. I am recording this podcaster meeting presentation right now, live from my home in Los Angeles, California, where it is sunny. So I was going to present this tomorrow during our all podcasters group, but my son has a basketball tournament and I'm going to take him to his basketball tournament. It was last minute. So the power of online connection i can make a video i can upload it and if you have any questions you can just go ahead and write to me and talk to me about it any point any time i love to chat with our podcasting family so today i'm going to make an assertion i'm going to talk about my podcast my podcast called the stephen thompson experience and i put together a slideshow and we're going to take a look at it and i want to start my assertion by looking at this this is martin luther king and martin luther king is giving the i have a dream speech and i want to get this idea across about solo podcasting and podcasting has its roots in public speaking and take a look here. This is Martin Luther King before he gives his I Have a Dream speech. And then we have JFK. And JFK is, here he is giving his inaugural address when he was sworn in as president of the United States in January of 1961. And I want us to think back to what we remember about that speech. JFK said in his speech, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. And the point about I'm making in this presentation and the assertion that I want to make, and then we look at Michelle Obama, is the idea that podcasting is public speaking. And when we think about the podcasting that we do, I want to encourage people to think about doing a solo podcast at least once or twice in the upcoming year. And my podcast is a solo podcast. I don't interview anyone. I just talk for a certain period of time each week. And one of the things, the assertions that I want to create right now and present you with is a solo podcast and the idea of creating a memorable historical experience for your listeners. Because here's what I want to say. We remember JFK. We remember Martin Luther King. We remember Michelle Obama. We remember great orators. But think about this for a second. How many historical interviews have you remembered? How many movements were started after an interview? So, so yes, we, we interview people so we can bring people's experiences into the world, but there are times when you need to put your opinion or your assertion into the world. Yes, MLK was interviewed many times in his life, and JFK was interviewed many times in his life, and Michelle Obama was interviewed many times in her career. So I'm not anti-interview, but I do want to say there was a time when people who want to make great influence, they spoke up, they stood in their power, and they created memorable experiences that moved people. And that's what I want to talk about, creating a memorable historical experience for your listeners. And that is what a solo podcast does. So when I go into my podcast every week, I'm thinking about I want to create a memorable historical experience for the people who come and listen to my podcast. And that's a little bit different. Now, so podcasting, 
In its current form, podcasting is simply a medium. And if you research when podcasting began, there was a lot of debate. And some people say that a man named Adam Curry and Dave Winter were credited with the invention of podcasting. And that goes up for dispute. There's a lot of websites if you want to read about the origin of podcasting, where it came from. And like Libsyn came about in 2004, actually called Liberated Syndication, was the first podcast service provider. But that's not where podcasting originated. As a medium, it originated, but the path dependency of podcasting is in public speaking. So who's it for? And what change do you want to make? So when you sit down to podcast every week and you ask, who is it for? Well, when I think about who is my podcast for, it's for, it's for people. It's for people who come. It's whoever shows up. And what change do I want to make? Well, I want to make a change that allows people to connect with the best version of themselves. And I also want to teach them a lesson. And I know I go against the grain of a lot of the way that things are framed, but I come from a different background. So here's a little bit about the Stephen Thompson experience. What you see up here are versions of my podcast. On the left-hand side is Stephen Thompson. That's me as a seven-year-old first grader. And that was me before I was influenced by career, money, peers. I wasn't influenced by the world telling me who I needed to be and what I needed to become. And on the left, you see that same picture. And I took this to Fiverr. And I had them make an image out of this. And I put the words Aquafunkapus and I put Kinsugai on the left and right-hand side. And sort of what the Stephen Thompson experience is about, my podcast is about, it's about me as a grown man in his 40s connecting with this seven-year-old. This seven-year-old who still lives, well, it's me, but this idea that I can connect back with who I wanted to be when I was seven years old and becoming that person and letting that person live freely and not being ashamed of what he is and what he believes and what he does. So in the middle is Aquafunkapus. That is my alter ego. I call the Stephen Thompson experience the Stephen Thompson experience, but on Podbean, it is hosted at Aquafunkapus.com. And Aquafunkapus is a email address that I came up with when I was in graduate school in the late 90s. And you couldn't, I couldn't get Stephen Thompson at yahoo.com. So I just kept putting in different words. So Aquafunkapus, I was thinking about this song by Parliament called Aqua Boogie. So that's where the aqua came from. And funk because Parliament was a funk band. And I just happened to be thinking about a platypus at the time. So Aquafunkapus has always been my email address. My first email address that I use, Aquafunkapus at yahoo.com. And everything I use is Aquafunkapus. So if one day I ever have a production company, I'm going to call it Aquafunkapus. So I also have a screenplay and a novel called The Adventures of Aquafunkapus. And here is the image of a novel that I wrote called The Adventures of Aquafunkapus. It's about time travel and it's about zombies. And you see my alter ego, Aquafunkapus, the number 34 is Walter Payton's number for the Chicago Bears. The red jersey is the color of my college, Northern Illinois University. And the staff that he's holding is a image of the staff of Moses because I wrote a story about time travel, zombie, zombies, spirituality, a whole lot of crazy stuff. And this is sort of what my podcast is. The Stephen Thompson experience is my experience playing around with a lot of stuff. So 
in October, I did something called 31 Days on the Third Rail. Now, the third rail is a dangerous place in the subway. Now, the third rail, the electricity from the third rail propels the train forward, but the third rail is dangerous for humans. So if you step on the third rail, you could be harmed. You could die. That's if you ever watched the movie Beach Street, you would see Ramo and another guy fall on the third rail and they get electrocuted. Or there's always the joke that if somebody would urinate on the third rail, what, what would happen? So my idea in October was to do 31 days on the third rail. So I would talk for 31 days about topics that were very inflammatory and incendiary, but they were topics that were unique to me. And I had the idea that if I put these topics out there in the world, that I'm going to help other people out and hopefully help them connect with the best version of themselves. So I look at podcasting like this. I'm a musician in my background, and this is Queen. So when I think about podcasting, I don't think about you know, an email list, or I don't think about getting a funnel or a landing page or who's hosting it. I think about being a performer. I think about like Freddie Murphy. When they show up, they just want to show up and they want to play, and whoever comes, they're happy that they're there. And I think that's for me is one of the things that I find almost a little bit off-putting sometimes when we, when we say we want to find the smallest viable possible audience and we got to tell some people to go away and they're not for us. But I'm like, let them make that decision. For me, I'm a performer. If you come, I want to put on a great show. I want to be, I want to make you happy. If you happen upon the Stephen Thompson experience, I want you there. And you can make the decision if you want to come back or if you want to make the decision if you want to stay. I hope you stay. But I don't want to put up a barrier at the beginning that is constructed or constrained by whether or not you signed up for my email list. And I look at it this way. I'm a podcaster. I'm not a newsletter writer. And I think there's a difference. And I think when I do my show, I'm thinking about performing. I'm thinking about being a podcaster. I'm not a writer an email list writer. I'm not a, a landing page put togetherer. And I think those things are great and they're awesome and you should have them and I use them. But at the end of the day, I'm a podcaster. I'm a public speaker. I'm an orator. And that's what I want to be. I don't wake up in the morning dreaming about writing a new landing page. I don't wake up in the morning dreaming about writing copy. I love researching. I love putting my show together. I don't want to outsource the research. I don't want to outsource a lot of things. Well, a lot of things I can't because I'm broke. But anyway, I think about podcasting. My show is about me being able to perform, me owning a piece of real estate that's mine, that nobody has to tell me what to do. You see, I go to work as a school administrator, and there's rules, and there's regulation, and there's people that need me, and I have to follow rules. But in my podcast, I get to do what I want. I get to pick the people I work with, and I get to pick the material that I talk about. It is my piece of real estate that I own. Look at your show. You own it. This is your medium. This is your real estate. And you get to use it any way that you want. And I really want to emphasize looking at your podcasting, looking at how you put your show together. Are you in the short game? Or are you in the long game? The short game is I didn't get enough downloads this year. I didn't get enough clients this year. I'm going to quit. Well, then I think that's fine. But are you in it because you get a chance 
to move people. You get a chance to interact with new people you never got to interact with. If you think about the long game of podcasting, then you're just going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy being there. You're going to enjoy making music. And you're going to enjoy speaking to people every week. So for me, in the month of October, the Stephen Thompson Experience follows a format. I follow the same format every week. I feature a musician, and I talk about their music, and I talk about a specific song, and then I tie that song into history, and then I also tie it into leadership. So I have a, I have a format that I follow every week. The Stephen Thompson Experience is a historical accounting and it's also a leadership story. So my intent and my long-term goal is my podcast is a history textbook. My podcast is a leadership textbook. So I'm very intentional about how I put my show together. I'm not just simply choosing to do a solo podcast because I'm contrarian. I'm choosing to do a solo podcast because I'm very intentional and I also love to do research. So when I listen to Malcolm Gladwell, when I listen to Seth Godin do their solo podcast, my desire is to out-research them. There is a competitive nature in me at times. And I'm trying to burn it away, but I want to out-research you. I love, but I love research. And I think the non-competitive side is that I do love research. So this month I did, not this month, but in the month of October, I featured Lady Gaga, Tupac Shakur, and Public Enemy. And I looked at their music and I also looked at different leadership lessons to be learned from it. So specifically, this is Bobby Hutton. Bobby Hutton was a civil rights activist. He was part of the Black Panthers, and he was killed in a gun battle with the police. And Marlon Brando spoke at his funeral. He was only in his early 20s. In the song Ghetto Gospel by Tupac Shakur, Tupac mentions Bobby Hutton, and he mentions him being killed. And what's also fascinating about that episode is that Elton John has a song called Indian Sunset, and Indian Sunset was sampled by Tupac. And if you research Indian Sunset, Elton John talked about Native Americans being killed and slaughtered by American armies. So I'm trying to talk about social justice issues in my podcast. So here we have uh, police brutality and a young man being shot down, a man who was the treasurer of an organization that was providing community services for the neighborhood. And this was in the 1960s. And this is what happened in the 1960s. And it's still going on today in the 2000s. And we can talk about this through music and examine these ideas. This is Robert Smalls, and Robert Smalls was a slave, and I talked about him in one of my episodes. He was a slave, and what he did is that he stole a ship from the slave master, and he took it to the Union headquarters in the Civil War, and he was appointed a Navy. He was appointed a pilot in the Navy on the Union side because he was a slave in the South. And then he, he stole this ship, and then he became a member of Congress. And one of the, the, the themes is when I go back and look at history, there are people who have obstacles. And I, I usually generally look at uh, people who were enslaved or people who were oppressed, either Native people, either women, either slaves, to, to, to show that People can overcome obstacles, and there's always not a straight line to you and your goals. Now, today, I have a straight line to my goals. I don't have a lot of obstacles to, to my goals. I have my brain and my fear, but a lot of these people, like Robert Smalls, 
would never have been elected a congressperson in the South as a slave. He had to leave slave free. Sl he had to leave slavery in order to become a senator. But see, the the idea is, and this is sort of the idea that I have running through all of my episodes, is that sometimes we are not evaluated on our talent and our skill and our ability. We're evaluated on some sort of obstacle or some sort of system that people create to keep our talented and ability not acknowledged. I don't know how that came out, but you see, Robert Smalls had the ability and the talent and the skill to be a United States congressman. He, he, he took a, a, a ship. Nobody even thought a slave was even smart enough to pilot a ship. They never thought a slave was smart enough to be part of the United States Congress. So it's people's impressions of you is not reality. And that's why I always talk about people from history who were oppressed, but then I show their achievements so that I can show that, hey, you know what? The obstacles don't define you, but who, what is inside of you defines you and your contributions can still be contributions, even in the face of obstacles. Another person I featured on one of my podcasts, on the left, you see Jackie Onassis, and Jackie Onassis in her wedding dress before she married JFK. On the right-hand side, the African-American woman sitting there, her name is Ann Lowe. And Ann Lowe designed that dress that you see Jackie Kennedy wearing. Now, Ann Lowe died in poverty. She died in squalor. And it's sad and it's tragic that you had somebody that talented that she designed JFK's wife's dress, but she never got the credit for it while she was alive. <clears throat> and you will find throughout history that there were women and men of color who had talent, skill, and ability, but they never got credit for it. And that's part of what I, I also do too, is that in my show, I want to give credit to people who didn't get credit while they were alive, the credit they deserved. And, and, and some people don't know about Ann Lowe. And I, I talked about her in an episode I did in an Aretha Franklin series that I did. So that's what I do. And now, how do I market my show? Well, I do a couple of things. I, I took TMS this year, the marketing seminar. And one of the things I did, you see this business card down there. It says the Stephen Thompson Experience. On the front side, it says the Stephen Thompson experience. And then you have on the right side, listen to my podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Here's what I do. I, I want people to go straight to my podcast. It's also a constraint. Like I can't, I can't, I don't have time to put together email lists and funnels and I don't have the money to hire somebody. And one day I will, but for now I make business cards. I hope people will go to my podcast and find it. And then I have authentic listeners and they're coming straight to my podcast. And I do this intentionally. I say, find me on iTunes. Now it's Apple, now it's Apple Podcasts. But if somebody goes home and they look up my podcast and they take the time and the effort, that means that I may have them as a listener. I got them authentically and organically. That's what I'm trying to do. On the left-hand side is an empty coffee cup. I love taking pictures of coffee, and I love taking pictures of the empty cup when I finish an episode. And when I finish an episode, I will post an empty cup to signify finished, and I will put it up onto Instagram. 
That's one of the ways I market on Instagram. And other thing I have over here, it says ghetto gospel. God isn't finished with you yet. So that is one of the other pictures that I'll put up on Instagram as well to show that I've done a show and to advertise a show. And I, I've played around with Instagram ads as well during my show. So one of the purple cows that I did learned from TMS is that we all get credit card offers in the mail. And credit card offers always come with uh, prepaid envelopes. They want you to send back the credit card application and get a credit card and go into debt. Now, since I don't have a marketing budget for the Stephen Thompson experience, I will take those envelopes and I will put back my card in there and say, hey, I'm not going to take your credit card, but hey, take a listen to my podcast. And this is the way that I look at it, permission marketing. If a spammer spams me, well, why not spam the spammer? Right? I think that's legitimate. So that's what I do. I don't know if I've had any success with it, but hey, I'm not a marketer. I'm just learning how to market, so I might as well practice marketing anyway. So always be testing. That's what Seth said in the marketing seminar. So I always test. I take advantage of any opportunity that I can get to market my show. I look at it this way. There are some, if you watch cooking shows, and you see some people when they make a hog, and they eat every little bit of the animal, and they don't throw anything away, that's what I am. I'm the person who is going to use every little bit of what he has to somehow market his show. So if I don't have any money to market my show, well, I'll just go out and market it through credit card companies. Look for opportunities to talk about your show, and that's what I do. And also, one of the things I learned in the marketing seminar is if you look at my business card that I made, Seth talked about using a design that isn't unique to your field. So they do have a generic template on a Vista print that gives you a podcast or a, uh, a speaking card. But what I did is I looked up cards for a jewelry store, and I made my business cards like that off of like a jewelry store card and it makes it stand out and different from a regular podcaster. So 31 days and sort of as I, I come in for a close here, I did 31 days and in those 31 days, it was inspired by Seth Godin's blog post where he said, do something every day. So I said, well, why not podcast every day? I did a show every single day. I, I, I like watching sports and I listen to sports talk radio and sports talk radio is usually what a podcast is anyway. And a lot of podcasters, you know, they just take their speed, their daily shows and they just put them up online and call it a podcast or there's ministers where they take up their, they preach their sermon and then they go ahead and put their sermon online and call it a podcast. So there is this idea that in 31 days, I could talk about things I enjoyed and loved for 31 days. And right here is the Kraft family. This is William Kraft and Ellen Kraft. And the remarkable thing about William and Ellen Kraft is that they were enslaved. On the left-hand side in the top hat is Ellen Kraft. This is William's wife. And the story about the Kraft family was they were going to be separated as married couple, they were enslaved, and what they decided to do is they wanted to escape. So his wife was a fair complexion African-American. So she dressed up as a man. She cut her hair. She dressed up as a man. She put a, her arm in a sling, and she was a man. Over to the right was her husband, William, 
and she said that he was her slave, her attendant. And then they got on a train, and they rode the train to the north, where they gained their freedom. And what that story is telling me, and it's telling all of us, and what I want to leave you with is this, in this call to action, is that you can overcome obstacles. There are a lot of obstacles, and the obstacles that you have to putting up your show and making a difference are, are nowhere near the obstacles that the Kraft family had to face. You know, slavery, people not believing in you. You know, we, we are privileged in the sense that we have the ability to put our work out into the world, and the only obstacles we may have is a microphone or a hosting service. We, we don't have the fear of death, you know, looming over us. And in some of my podcasts, I talk about the fact that it was illegal to teach slaves how to read. And if you were a, a, a kind person and you taught a slave how to read, you could be killed. And they did that because they feared slave revolts. And they feared people getting information and knowledge. So we don't have that. We don't have that over our heads. But there were people who did do that to, to speak or to have their ideas put in the world would equal their death. You look at MLK assassinated. You look at JFK assassinated. Nobody's going to assassinate you for putting your ideas out in the world, putting your podcast out in the world, putting your assertions into the world. So that we should be grateful for. And in being grateful for our ability to have a microphone, to have the ability to speak and to make assertions, Look at it this way. Here are some challenges. At least once this year, I'm not asking you to give up your show. I'm not asking you to give up your interview show. I'm asking you for a minute to consider, to consider just for a minute doing a show that is one show or two or three that will create a historical experience for your listeners, for your audience, that will make them feel powerful. And you put your assertion into the world that is powerful. Because you have something powerful to say that only you can say, and you should do that. And look at it this way. The second thing is impact that you make. If one person comes back to you and say they loved your podcast, they loved your show, then you've made an impact. If you're upset that a thousand didn't come back, reflect on that. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean that I really want to make an impact as a podcaster? I'm upset because I'm not making money as a podcaster. I don't see a viable career path as a podcaster. If you don't, if you're not happy with making impact with one person, you're not going to make it as in the long game. You really want to reflect on that because it's, it's a long game. It's a long business. We know the statistics. If you want to make money as a podcaster, then go make money as a podcaster. It can be done, but it's a long game. And the benefits of the long game will come. But if you're just in it for a transaction, then you got to really reflect on that and ask yourself, what does that mean? The next thing I want to get you this idea for is create your own TED Talk. You don't need to fill out the application to do a TED Talk. You don't need to get picked to do a TED Talk. 
You can download the format of a TED Talk and you can go record it and call it your own TED Talk, call it your own name, but do it and put it out there. Next thing, imagine your voice, your message, your podcast starting a movement. Because we all say, what change do we want to make? Well, what change do we want to make? And, and you're the one making it. And then think about this. You want to make an impact that outlasts you. Think about it. We, we can get clients. and We can do our landing pages. And we can do our email lists. But guess what? One day, I don't know, I hope it's not soon for any of us, but one day we won't be able to write those email lists. And all that will be left is what we recorded, what we talked about. We look back today at JFK and we look back at MLK and we can read their words and we can hear their speeches. And generations are moved. So think about it now. A hundred years from now, when somebody pulls up Apple Podcasts, when somebody pulls up Spotify, the medium will exist, your shows will exist, and when they stumble upon your show and they hit play, will they be moved? Will they be inspired? And that's what I try to do. I try to step into every episode with that mentality that I'm going to make a difference, that I'm going to help somebody, that I'm going to change somebody. It may not be today in October, but maybe, maybe 10 years from now, maybe 20, maybe 30, someone will hear it and they will be inspired. And I may be here and I may not be here, but that's not the point, is it? The point is to make an impact. And I, I, I challenge you this year, to, to frame your podcast and your shows with that mindset, that mindset of I am a change maker, I'm a cultural influencer, and I'm going to go out there and do it. I have my voice, I have my medium, and I am going to do it. And I always end my show, The Stephen Thompson Experience, with a mindfulness meditative practice that I do. I always tell people to look up at the sky. And I want you to see everything that's around you. And then I want put you, you to put your feet on the ground and feel what's underneath you. And then I want you to look ahead and be thankful for everything that you have. Your ability to talk, your ability to see, your ability to use technology to communicate with people. And even people who have the ability to connect with people in various parts of the world. Be thankful for that. And then you go out and make the change that you want to make because you have the voice, you have the tools, you have the technology to do it. Thank you. This is Stephen Thompson, and thank you for being a part of the Stephen Thompson experience. Bye-bye.